Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. On this week's episode, I welcome in one of my lifelong friends, Ryan McGuire, to share a lot of his journey and a lot of the learning he's had, especially over the last five or six years. And he is a talented graphic designer. He's actually done all the Just Get Started podcast graphics, so very thankful for that, as well as a podcast host. He started his podcast this past summer. It's called The Pursuit of Happiness. And I think if you enjoy a lot of the guests that I have on this podcast, it may be worthwhile to check out his Pursuit of Happiness podcast because they have some tremendous stories that are shared over there. So I hope you all enjoy this wide-ranging conversation, a lot of cool things that he shares. Um, Some of them, as you'll hear in the interview, I didn't even know about. Um, So it's kind of cool to learn more about my best friend, Ryan, and, uh, and some of the things that make him tick and where he's learned and evolved um, over the last handful of years. So hope you all enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, my chat today with Ryan McGuire. Let's get it started. Ryan, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for joining. Thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate it. I'm excited. Uh, This is the first live podcast interview I've had in probably a year. So uh, it's awesome to get back. I know COVID has put a damper in some of that. So uh, appreciate you having me over and uh, yeah, having recorded. welcome to my house. And this is my first live podcast ever. So I'm excited to be a guest. And yeah, man, it's it's weird to be sitting on the other side of this. So uh, I'm pretty excited to to see what kind of questions you ask me. I'm I'm very curious. Well, you've earned your spot. Um, I told you when I was on your podcast a month ago or so. I told you you earned your spot. I've been proud of. A lot of the stuff you've been doing, um, I know, you know, as some folks may know, we've talked here and there on a podcast about each other on each other's podcast, but, you know, just for context for the audience, we've known each other since third grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking back yesterday, remember when we used to do the uh, learning multiplication in fourth grade and mm-hmm. used to have the competitions on oh, that? Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Come a long way. Yeah. So <laughs> it's been, it's been, you know, whatever, 20, you know, 25 years or whatever it's been uh, friendship. So Really cool to see, you know, I want to talk a little bit about because, you know, I have so many different people that are on this podcast, all walks of life, different ages, they come from so much. And we come from the same town in upstate New York and Mm -hmm. some similar, obviously, friends and those type of things. So I'm curious for you to help folks out today with a lot of the challenges you've had through your life, some of the decisions you've made, uh, because I think a lot of folks can relate to, to yourself, right, is you you work full time, right? You're you're in the graphic design business, um, but I want to get into some of the stuff. Obviously, with the podcast, we decided to start, but where I wanted to start, if we can, and then we'll bounce around a little bit, is you decide. So obviously, full time job, right, as a graphic designer. But when did you decide? Because at some point, you decided that wasn't enough for you. Mm-hmm. You wanted to freelance a little bit, kind of take your you know, take your talents to, to be able to do it separately. To South Beach. Yeah, take yourself to South Beach. <laughs> um, so can you actually talk, and maybe that's a good starting point of your just get started moment mm-hmm. on not just doing full time and being satisfied with that, but having to breach out, you know, branch outside that. Yeah, um, I mentioned on my podcast a few times, this is something I've wanted to do for a couple of years now. Um, I know when you started yours, it was kind of an inspiration for me. Um, I was like semi jealous in a way that you actually just did it. And here I am thinking what's stopping me from doing it. And then just was a paralysis by analysis thinking what I want it to be about. What can I, what's a topic I can continue to grow on episode after episode and years down the road, still be doing it. And I really needed to figure that out. I also needed to kind of give myself a kick in the ass to just be like, you to use your quote, just get started. Um, and then, so COVID hit and it just, I spent a lot of time at home and I vowed to myself to not make 2020 a lost year. So I think a lot of people just kind of 2020 came, uh, COVID hit, people lost their jobs. Like it was just going down the drain. And I told myself, I'm not going to let this be a lost year. I need something positive to come from this. So that was a main catalyst. And to be completely honest and vulnerable here, um, the last year, year and a half has been kind of tough uh, for me personally with the whole family issue. I know you're aware of it where my mom and dad are getting separated and I've been kind of trying to stay out of that. And it's been a tough situation. It's, you know, it's one of those 
things that's kind of heavy and kind of brings you down a little bit. And I was looking for a way to kind of just change my mindset, be in a better place mentally. Um, and that's, that is a main reason why I called my podcast, the pursuit of happiness, because I just, I feel, I felt kind of stuck in a way, um, with the whole family situation. I can't choose my family. This is a friends where I can just right. <laughs> cut, cut off the negative people. And I would like, see ya. um, with the family situation. And then you got COVID and, and I knew deep down, I had been telling myself this for actually quite a few years that I felt like I was capable of doing so much more. Um, well, you, well, so if I can pause you there, because I think, because I, I definitely want to go into the podcast route in that, because I think that's, that's a big lesson learner yeah. for a lot of folks. But if I did though, tie that back to at some point though, because, and, and one, there's not anything wrong with, again, someone just, Hey, I go to work every day. Most people aren't happy. I feel with their job yeah. and they need stuff outside that you made that decision a while back. You know, you worked at you know ESPN and you had some really, you know, some cool companies you were at, but you decided to do the freelance work, which is technically stepping out. It's, it's kind of your first, yeah. like my whole thing is like, would you have done the podcast if you didn't have the freelance work from years ago that you started? Because like that got you out of your comfort zone. You couldn't hide behind your company logo anymore that yeah. you're working for. That was you. That was Ryan McGuire. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about that first taste of the freelancer of design and putting yourself out yeah. there? Yeah. So the first taste actually is funny because I never realized this until a few months ago. I had a conversation with somebody about how when I was 12 years old, I used to design flyers and put them around my neighborhood to mow people's lawns. That is how I wanted to make money when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. Mm. And I ended up making money doing that for you know summer baseball cards and like summer activities and things to do and that person was like wow you you've been an entrepreneur for a long time and I said that's kind of funny I never thought about that being like an entrepreneur I was the kid who mowed lawns in the neighborhood made my own flyers put them in people's mailboxes and that's I don't know I, I feel like I was brought up in a situation my parents raised me kind of to be strong and to be independent and I knew from an early age, if I wanted money, it was, you got to work for it. And so I had no other options. So as I'm going along with my career, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining confidence. Uh, I'm gathering my skills for design and branding. I'm doing pretty well with it. Um, and then I always, I was always somebody who liked to be my own boss. I ran into a lot of issues, uh, especially with design you hand over projects and everyone else wants to put their finger on it and let's change this and let's do that. And there's only so much of this you can take before you're like, I need to be my own boss because I know I'm, I'm capable of so much more and better things rather than somebody telling me to change things and make things different and bigger and better in their eyes. I know it's wrong. And so becoming an entrepreneur and starting my own freelance business was a way for me to do what I wanted to do, do what I knew was right. And if something failed, it was on me. It was not my boss because my boss told me to change something. I wanted that. I wanted that responsibility. And I kind of relate that to growing up, you know, as I played baseball and I was a pitcher and I wanted the ball in my hands when the game was on the line. I didn't want anybody else to control that. And I'm somebody who likes to kind of control my own destiny. Yeah. So that was a way to do that was to, I love my, my job right now is awesome. I love it, but I do love being my own boss. I like being in control of what I do, my own schedule, the people I work with and what I produce. Yeah. I can't always help that with my daily job, which is fine. Um, like you said, most, most people don't even like, like their job. I do. I like it, but I love being my own boss. There's something about that. How did you get started with the freelance work from a actually bringing on clients? Yeah. And like, like, how did you know what to do of like, and maybe, you know, since it was similar to your full-time job or yeah. you were doing design work, but you know, how did you know how to set up schedules to, you know, to payments, stuff like that? Was there anything you remember of that was helpful for you? That was kind of a game changer. I learned a lot. Um, so I first started the freelance design business because I got laid off. So getting laid off 
sucks. Anybody who's listening, getting laid off is terrible. I've been laid off, yeah. But the it's greatest a, things come from it. It does, it's true. And I've been laid off twice, and, tw- and twice I've been in better positions because of it. So I got laid off in 2010, and I said, okay, I don't have a job, but I need to make money somehow. I have a skill in design, and I know people do freelance design. So why can't I just do that? And that's when I started to do um, designs for people, as you know, like like wedding invitations or, you know, birthday party invitations and stuff like that, photography, just individual stuff, not really with businesses, no one knew who I was. Um, And I realized, okay, I need to build an online portfolio if somebody wants to know who I am. So being a designer, um, one of the first things, you want to do is get more, you want to get as much business as possible to put it in your portfolio, but it's a learning process to realize how much to charge somebody. That's the tough part when you start off is who am I? I'm nobody. I don't have any designs in my portfolio. I better start doing stuff for really cheaper for free. When you really need to value your time and understand your skill set and the value you bring to them. You know, I probably designed really nice logos for these companies for like a hundred bucks and God knows how many thousands they've made because of it. You know, yeah. I end up screwing myself over. So yeah. you it's a learning process. Um, I assume people can listen and relate this to their own business, whether if it's design or not. But it was just it was feeling it out. It was also getting more confident in what I could bring to the table. You know, like when you first start off in design, I'm still learning. I'm still learning a lot. And 10 years ago, God, I was learning so much. So I was kind of afraid in the beginning to charge too much. I didn't want someone to say, no, I, I can't afford that. That's not for me. I just wanted any work possible, which, you know, it's, it's great in a way because I did get to build my portfolio and you build the relationships doing that. And then just the older I got, the more experience I got, the more and more you can charge. And then you you find a comfort zone, what people are willing to pay, uh, how much you want to charge, and then how much your time is worth. There's, I, I'm at a point now where I will decline people just to be like, this isn't really, here's my, here's my rate. Um, you know what I bring to the table. I'm also very quick, efficient. I, I'm great at communication. I know all that stuff is worth something because – a lot of people have worked with designers or freelancers or whatever, and the communications just, you know, goes by the wayside yeah. or a week or two goes by and they're just dragging their feet. I don't, I don't do that. I understand their time, my time and how to value that. So, yeah. And I think, I mean, you're obviously you've been doing work for me. Um, you probably should send me a large invoice for all the work you've done <laughs> pro bono for me over the years. Uh, remember the first uh, you helped me my first on Draco Golf website yeah, back much in 2007. That was in Flash. Yeah, that was in <laughs> so, Flash. So there's people out there who remember Flash. That was a cool website though. It was, it was cool. A, it was a cool Animated, website. moved all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. But you know, one of the things I, I like that you mentioned there is that you're being selective. Now you you maybe have the opportunity to be selective, but. I think a lot of folks, they try to stretch to bring in certain clients just to bring them in and, and they end up spending way more time yeah. because it wasn't a good fit. And I think yeah. knowing what the fit is, maybe the type of work you like to do. I mean, I think that's good that you, and that's part of the experience. You learn yeah, you'll time. figure that out. It's kind of like, almost like if you're a starving artist, like a singer or something like that, and someone's off, offers you to come play at the bar or whatever, just say yes. You never know who's going to be there or where that's going to lead you. Yeah. And then the more experienced, the better. But after a while, you got to start to understand what you bring to the table, you know, so yeah. and your value. Yeah. So that's super important. Well, what's cool that I was just thinking about is like, you know, how you and I, and the fact that we're here talking on this podcast mm-hmm. uh, in 2020 and, you know, for how many years we've been friends, like we didn't really talk a lot about entrepreneurship and, you know, like owning businesses and stuff like that until probably just a, within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's interesting. Like you told that story with the flyers. I don't think I ever do that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I never thought much of it because I was just like, um, yeah, well, we got your dog, yeah, with the dogs. <laughs> Brian has two huskies, so they're rocking uh, on the hard they're rocking, but. Um, but yeah, I didn't think much of it. Like I said, it was just a few months ago. Someone said, "Oh, look, you're an entrepreneur." To me, that was just normal. I'd shovel snow, I'd mow lawns, I needed money somehow, and yeah. I wanted to buy baseball cards somehow, yeah. and uh, I needed to buy you know, shoes and a shirt and all that stuff. So, well, and, and what I was getting at is how we all have different paths. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But it's, it's that, and I know you and I both support each other in terms of, you know, wanting each other to get to the next step, be happy, find our, you know, kind of what makes us, uh, 
you know, fulfilled in life, but it's kind of cool where you, you know, you've taken it from, I don't have a, a design bone in my body. Like my brother got all that, but, um, you took it from that angle, you know, I'm taking it from another angle. So it's just kind of cool. Like there's, there's no right or wrong reason. It's that the whole point, you know, not to be cliche, but you just got to get started and you just got to go for it. And then eventually you don't know where that's going to take you. Yeah. You know, it took me a long time to realize that I was born creative. I didn't know that. It's just, it's just how I was born. I didn't know any different. So what's funny is I'll, I'll drop a little nugget here too, is that I was born with something called synesthesia. You probably don't know what this is. A lot of people don't know what synesthesia no, is. No, no, that is. So you can look it up. Um, I see numbers and letters as colors and dates and times and months and years as colors. So Wait, what do you mean? What is that? Go, go a little more on that. What do you so mean? So like your name, certain letters or a color, like dates, like I have a really good memory because I remember the colors of the date and time and stuff like that. And it's not something I didn't, I thought this was normal until about 10 years ago. Okay. And I looked it up and what's become a little more popular, I guess, is now that Kanye West has kind of claimed this, um, where he's, okay. he, he raps about synesthesia. He sees music. That's just why he calls himself a, a genius or whatever, which is debatable. Um, so yeah, so I was born with this and I had no idea I was any different until uh, I was I was dating a teacher years ago and we had a conversation and I said, do you see letters and numbers as colors like I do? And she said, what are you talking about? And that's when I realized, okay. And then I looked into it. It actually is the blending of senses. So there's been some research and studies on this that it's kind of related to like the autism gene. People who are born with this are very musically inclined artists, mm. um, great memories and stuff like that, which is funny because I played the piano. I was like seven, eight years old. And my parents were like, you picked it up so easy and fast. And so Interesting. I, I, it's just, it's, we, I didn't know this until well after I was a designer. I had no idea. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> it's a lot to intake. Yeah. No, because I mean, one, I've learned a couple things about you and our 25 <laughs> years of friendship. I never knew. So that's pretty it's cool weird to bring up. Cause people are like, what the hell are you talking well, so like, if, so if I drew a, like, so if I draw an a yep. on this, on this, on this thing here, if people are on the video, they can't see this. My a. <laughs> so if I draw an a here. Yeah. You, you don't see that as black. Ink. I see that as black. Ink. Oh. Yes. But if you were to say, what letter did I draw? I would probably refer to like a week from now. I would see that as red. I would see that as a color in your, in your head. Yeah. Like if you, like, if you try to bring up the photographic memory of that. Yeah. So like, um, you don't, it, do you see it at the time as well? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. sometimes you see it in a different I color. I see the ink, but in my, in my mind, it, it looks, yeah, a little different. It's, uh, hmm. people's names, dates, times, months. Wow. The big ones. So I can compare it to, um, I, I, I saw this on the internet and I Googled it. I was like, yes, that's it. Is when, remember when you're growing up or maybe your family is growing up and they have the magnets on the fridge and all the different oh, yeah. uh, letters of the, of the alphabet. Yeah. That's it. Oh, so different. Yeah. Different yeah okay. That's it. That's a good visual. Yeah. And so I always did cool. well in school growing up, but I never studied because of a memory like this. And I remember like my mom and sister, like, you don't even study and you do so well in school. How was that? My, my sister used to get so mad at me. Yeah. I had no idea this was a thing until like 10 years ago. That's so. interesting. Yeah. Cause I, cause I've always thought I've had like a photographic memory, like again, similar thing where I've kind of crammed pretty well for, for, and I'd never had a study, but mm -hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. That's interesting with the colors. I've never it's even called thought synesthesia. Of Some people like will say they see music, they taste things. It's just, it's blending of senses. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I don't know where to go from there, man. That's a, that's a good curveball. Yeah. Honestly. We kind of went deep down. Like I for, almost kind of forget the question, but yeah, it was like, I feel like I was, I was born to be creative and it took me a while to realize that I should use that to my advantage. Yeah. And that's definitely played into the part. Like I, like I said, I was, I was born in a family that was basically telling me, you know, you're going to need to get a job and you're going to need to be independent. And then it took me a real uh, a while to realize that being creative is also a talent that I was given. So I found a way to blend those together. But did you did you always love to design and create? I was, yeah, I would literally when I was probably seven eight years old, I would go into my room and close the door and I would sketch. I would sketch um, like football helmets and less sports stuff. Okay. I was always sports. I had a sketchbook as a kid, and you wouldn't see me for hours because I'd just be drawn with markers and pencil and all that stuff. So. Okay. 
And then, yeah, it, honestly, I went to school my first year to be sports med because I loved sports. I wanted to be those guys on the sidelines helping oh. with the athletes. It was like, this is cool. I get to go to the games and well, turns out it's way more than that. You know, you start off in like middle school making like 15 yeah. grand a year or something. And it wasn't for me. I didn't like that. And then I realized I can take my talents that I was, I was given and make a career out of it, which is exactly what I did. It, it, it took a while. I honed my skills. I sharpened my skills, but uh, I'm in a really comfortable place. Yeah. Well, so let's take a, a little right turn from that for a little bit because we're talking about obviously supporting each other. Tell me a little bit about support systems you've had throughout your life. Like, is there one or two mentors or people that have been kind of guiding lights for you that have really helped, you know, kind of see things a little differently than just the societal norms that we get thrown into? Yeah, I mean, this is where my family definitely comes into play for sure. Um, I've, I've grown up a lot the last few years. Um, I had the mindset for a long time where I was going to prove people wrong. That was the mindset I was given. And I feel like that's also kind of how I was growing up. Like I wanted to, to get deeper. It's kind of like, especially like my dad's to be like, I can, I'll show you, I can do this. You know, I wanted to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm very self-motivated. Um, you can probably tell from my lifestyle. I'm into fitness. I'm into traveling. I'm into doing things to better myself. Um, but yeah, so growing up in, 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 my my family is definitely really shaped me uh, to who I am today. Um, it, like you like you said, we're still learning about each other today. So like talking with our friends, we have the same friend group. Yeah, it didn't go very deep. I'm sure you know that. It was just like, what are you doing after school? You know, what sports are you playing? Uh, talk about football. Um, you know, it just, it just it didn't. It was always pretty surface level, and it still kind of is sometimes because we just don't have time to sit down and talk to each other, which is why this has been nice. Um, so yeah, so it's been my family and a few uh, really close close friends that I felt like I can open up to. Plus, I've I've learned to start to open up and be a little more communicative in the last few years. Where growing up, I was very introverted, quiet, pretty shy, kept to myself. That I had a "I'll show you" attitude. Um, but the older I got, the more it's, the less it's, I'll show you the more it's like, let's do this together. Let's work together. People have strengths that I don't. Well, that's, what's cool about seeing, like, I've definitely noticed that. And I don't know if I've told you this, but I've definitely noticed that because I, I think you and I are similar in the fact of kind of being introverted, um, and, you know, it's not, which is funny. Sometimes like people are like, Brian, no, you're way extroverted. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I am introverted. Like I'd rather be in a small group with four or five people as, than, than like being a big room. Um, and, but, but what I was getting at was that I've seen this transition from you over the last dozen years or so, yeah. kind of a little shy, introverted, kind of almost, I would call it and, and I think I can recognize this because it's how I was, is like not sure of yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. You're just not new. So it, do you, how did you change that besides just, you know, again, having maybe some good family members and stuff? Was there anything that you actively did to yeah. self-improve? Yeah, actually. So, I mean, growing up, I kind of feel like up until my mid to late 20s, it's, not that I visually put people on tears, but you would kind of be like, almost like this person's like better than I am or I'm better than them. You know, you, you, I would kind of compare and contrast like where my life was compared to that. And then I started to realize like, I'm as good as anybody, you know, like the mindset changed. I know you talk about mindset a lot, completely changed. And I would say in around 2014, 2015 is when everything really started to change for me. Um, so Jason, you know, Kolar, one of my best friends sent me this, this is when I first started getting a podcast. It changed my life. He sent me this podcast called The Art of Charm. And it was about building confidence for men and game changer. And just to listen to them talk and then realizing that people had the same problems I had, how to overcome that, exercises, what to do, how to talk to people. Literally, it, the world went from black and white to full color. It was just like making conversation with people was easier than I thought. And for some reason, I always told myself a story in my head that was like, oh, they don't want to talk to me. I'm just some nobody. But when, it's, when you start to talk to people and say hello, when you use their name and be friendly, like people do want to have conversations with you. And so it was the taking small steps and exercises like that, that was 
huge to me. It just, it was just a game changer. And then, so this is another random story in 2015. So 15 is my lucky number. And by that time I had been single for about a year and a half. I was finally fully really getting over the relationship I was in. But I was like 15 is my lucky number. This is the year I start saying yes to everything. And that has opened so many doors. I was just starting to say yes. When, when I didn't feel like doing something, but someone offered something to me, I said yes. Whereas before it was like, I really don't want to do this. And I just stayed in my comfort zone. So pushing myself outside of that comfort zone, saying yes to things, no matter what it was, it was like a domino fell. And then they all started falling because it was like, what a great experience. I never would have met these people. I never would have did these things. And then like you saw, like, that's when I traveled like it was I went to Hawaii. I was like, I went to Hawaii because I said yes to an opportunity. Yeah. And now I've been traveling ever since. It's like, this is amazing. So it's just say yes to as many things as possible. And it's just opened so many doors. And I, it's been five years now. And what a game changer. What did, what's, the, what's the hardest thing you've had to say yes to? Um, that's a great question. I'm... That's a really good question. I, you know, as you just said, I'm somewhat still introverted. And I would say putting myself in very social situations with large groups. I'm getting used to that. One of the reasons I signed up for the class pass workout fitness thing was to put myself in situations that I suck at yoga. I'm not great in group classes or group activities. And it was just like, okay, I'm terrible in front of these people who are all awesome. And it's just, it's those kind of scenarios where it's like, I know I'm not great at something and other people are, and they're all around me. Let's just get through this. And then you do a few of them and you realize like they started somewhere, you know, and you have conversations with them and just go into it with like an open mind. Um, yeah, I know I, I, I'm having a hard time picturing because I've said yes to so many things that were great. Like, I think I mentioned this on the podcast we had recently. There, there, there would be times, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm freaking tired, right? And it's like I just, I, on a Friday night, Saturday night, most people who are in their mid or early 30s are going out and having a good time, having a drink or something. I'm like, I'm freaking tired. And I get a random message at 11 o'clock, hey, what are you doing? You want to come downtown? My initial reaction was no. <laughs> but then I said, I better start saying yes. I, you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to run into, where this is going to lead. I literally just go from my sweatpants to t-shirt to take a shower to get ready. And I'd be downtown by midnight and be out till two or three in the morning. It's like, and I had great experiences. I met great people, great conversations and great friends, you know? So you don't really make any memories by sitting in bed doing nothing, yeah. you know? So I just stopped doing that. I said, I got to stop being comfortable here. I'm just the same routine. Isn't getting me anywhere. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. So I don't want to get in a box where I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And that's been a consistent message on this podcast is just taking that extra step, maybe that little, yeah. that little, you know, you turn the dial just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and all of a sudden it's a game changer because yes, you're a little, and, and this actually came up um, on a, uh, on a recent episode, uh, but about, the, the you know we talk about the comfort zone right yeah but just being able to get outside a little bit you're only in discomfort for a small period of time and then yeah. it levels out because you start getting comfortable with that new norm you get comfortable so it's not with like it. it's always uncomfortable you also see the rewards of it too right you really do because i think if you take a step back you're like i never would have met this person and this thing never in my life never would have happened right. where i'm like much healthier now or better now or happier now it's just nothing really bad is going to come from saying yes and put yourself out there. Yeah. Even if you have like what you call a negative experience, you're going to learn from it. Yeah. So it's, it's all positive really. is. So I want to actually go on the other side of the coin for a minute, because we're talking about saying yes to stuff. These kind of the one-off type things. Yeah. But one of the things I really want to get your thoughts on is consistency because you and I both are pretty similar from a health standpoint. We work out a lot. Well, mm -hmm. Fitness is important, especially as we, as we get into our elder, our elder years. Um, so can you talk about, and you can take it from a fitness, you can take it from a, a graphic design, whatever angle you want, but sure. how important has consistency been to getting you to the next level where when you look down the hill, you know, from 10 years ago, you're in such a different spot. Consistency is huge. Um, 
So one of the, I want to bring it from almost a podcast level too, is the fact that one of the things that took me so long to start this podcast was I knew I didn't want to half-ass it. I didn't want to start something and not let it just go and flourish. I didn't want to start something and say like two, two months later, it'd be like, I don't feel like doing that anymore. I didn't set myself up for success. Um, same thing with like fitness and health. Like what's the purpose in like working out for a month and stopping, you know, like I want to see results. I want to put myself in the best position to succeed, to see results, be happy. And I think that just comes from consistency. Like if you're not happy with where you're at, keep showing up, keep doing what you got to do. You know what you got to do. Everyone knows what they have to do. They just have to do it. And showing up is, is more than half the battle. Um, so yeah, so consistency is, is just, it's key. And then it becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit, it becomes part of your life. And that's a great thing. I love that going to the gym and working out and being active is part of my life. Uh, being consistent and saying yes and doing things, stepping out of my comfort zone. There are times where I don't really want to talk to anybody. I just take my dogs out for a walk and it's just like, I'm, I hope I skip through the neighborhood and you know, I just want to go hang out afterwards, you know? But there are times now where I want to go out and I do want to meet somebody. I'm going out with the intention of talking to strangers and having conversations it's great. It's honestly, it's a better view of the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's great. Well, you know, to that point, I think just again, opening yourself up to the opportunity, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't good, bad, or indifferent, but I think having that positive and optimistic attitude about it, yeah. instead of I'm going to be a shut in and just kind of stay away from everyone and, yeah. and, you know, kind of not walk on eggshells or whatever the phrasing is, but it's also too, you know, the it's small wins. You know, I'm such a big believer in, um, you make small, tiny choices every day. So like to go work out, yeah. you have to make that choice every day. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you have to make that choice. Yep. And you have to look, you know, I know we're both big fans of, of David Goggins is you have to look in that accountability mirror. Yeah. And every single day you have to own up to the fact of, did I do it or did I not? Right. And I think that's part of the happiness is I don't care you know, as I, as I say a lot of this, sometimes, you know, who knows how things come across with, you know, different guests or whatever, but like, who cares what people do? It's what makes them happy. So if they're happy sitting at home and doing whatever, that's great. Yeah, that's fine. But the reality is that I think most people aren't happy is because they're stuck in the, their body and their mind that they know they want to do more. They want to do different things. Yeah. And for some reason, it's piecing that together. You know, it's, it's just that, and, and maybe this is a good transition because of the podcast. I know we talked a year and a half ago. You wanted to start a year and a half ago. Yeah. And you didn't. Nope. And I remember when you came back and we, you're like, Hey, I'm going to do this in uh, this past summer. And I was like, all right, good. You, you know, you wised up a little, cause it took me two years to yeah. start the just get started podcast. So I know I've been through it. Um, so I think, can you talk through a little bit more of the fear and anxiety of actually starting both internally, yeah. but really the external factors, what people were going to think, mm -hmm. what people were going to say, how much did that impact you to not start when you did? Well, one of my biggest, when you wanted to, I guess. One of my biggest things that uh, drives me to start anything or to be consistent with something is regret. I don't want regret. It took me a long time. When you're young and you're naive, it's just like, whatever, I'll do whatever. I'm not thinking about later in life and the things I didn't do. But when you do get older, you do start thinking about the things you just never did. I don't want regret. And I know starting a podcast is something I wanted to do. And I was just like, why am I not doing this? And then I finally came up with the title of the pursuit of happiness. Cause that's something that I literally am on. And I feel like I can get a bunch of followers that will follow me on that. And I feel like every episode, someone can take something, the smallest things and apply it to their life. Um, so go back to your question. Cause I'm kind of going down a road. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, how did you get, I mean, the, the, fear, no, the and fear. fear and anxiety, because you, yeah. there was a point you wanted to start it in, let's call it April of 2019. Yeah. You didn't start it till the summer of 2020. Yeah. So what did you have to overcome in that time to actually start it? Part of that was, like I said, the paralysis by analysis coming up with the topic and how I want to carry this through for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pick a topic that was just going to like the big one I wanted to do was like dating and relationships, which is great. It's super important, but there's so much more than I want to learn beyond just that. Mm -hmm. And then it just took a, it took a little bit of time for me to be comfortable with people hearing my voice, my vulnerability, my stories. Cause the narrative in my head was, you know, I'm just some guy from upstate New York. I live in Raleigh. I'm a graphic designer. Who the hell wants to listen to me? And 
I don't know, it took a little convincing that I was like, you know what, I think I do have a lot to offer. Um, I had been with my whole family situation, um, seeing a therapist and the therapist, I've had multiple therapists actually tell me your insight and the way you carry yourself and the way you talk is very mature. They were very impressed. And I think honestly talking to a therapist and hearing that response kind of really helped me push you over the edge. It was kind of like, if a therapist is telling me this, that I have a lot of insight and knowledge. I've been thinking I have for a while, but I wasn't sure. And then just my curiosity of wanting to know more in life and how I can be happier. I think all those things kind of came together. It was just like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care what people think about me anymore. I have a story that's relatable. I've had people tell me that I carry myself well. Um, I've had great conversations with like friends like you. I was just like, why can't this be something that people want to listen to and learn from? And so my first two episodes were just solo episodes. And I was like, I don't know where the hell I'm going to go with this. Um, but I did it. And it was super cool. I've, I honestly, I've gotten a high basically off every episode I've done. It's become a passion project. I'm up until one or two in the morning editing these things to get ready for the release. And I'm, and I don't regret that whatsoever. It's just been, it's been amazing. I, I just got over the fact that I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to put myself out there, but that's also how you connect to an audience. That's how I'm going to get the feedback. That's how I'm going to maintain this is because I don't know. I started to see other podcasts that I still listen to. I think are really good podcasts, but a lot of these people kind of blew up to a place where it's not relatable. I don't live in a house like them. I don't live their lifestyle. I don't date the girls or whatever that they do. I don't, all these, you know, things you see on Instagram was unrelatable. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to make a podcast that was relatable. Yeah. And so started from the ground floor and I've already had many messages and you know, DMs and texts and all that stuff saying, you asked the questions I want to ask. And I said, you know, like, I really appreciate that. Like, so it's just, it's snowballed. It's been, and for anybody listening, honestly, like if you're thinking of doing something, that's fine. I get it. Think about it, plan it, make it work, you know, set yourself up for success. But at the same time, don't, don't let that stop you. Do well, it. Yeah. One of the, one of my favorite quotes is um, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yeah. And I'm not sure yeah. who came up with, I might've came up with, I don't know. I remember I found this online, but it's, yeah. it's something I've been thinking about for a while. It's like um, it, it's, it's so right because it's, it's normally our, you know, the, the one I always talk about is, is Seneca, right. That yeah. says, you know, we suffer most often in imagination and then reality. Mm -hmm. We worry so much in our head about it's in your head. It's all, all the crap, right. It's all in your head. And what I like though, at least is you're such a different person than you were, you know, five years ago, you talked For about sure. saying yes and going the, the trip to Hawaii. That was a conscious effort. Like it didn't just happen. Yeah. Like I told myself I have to say yes. Right. And as much as I didn't want to, sometimes I kept doing it. And so it became, it was like a muscle the more yeah. I kept saying yes, the more it's just, I got used to just saying, yeah, I'm going to do this. So it's funny how, you know, I talk to my friends now, or I talk to, if I'm dating somebody or, you know, whatever, I'd be like, well, you're, you're so busy. You're doing this and you're doing that. And it's just like, this is who I am. Like, there's a lot to do. Like there's a, we live one life. Yeah. And like I said, regret, the fear of regret drives me. Like, I don't want to look back in like 10, 15 years and be like, I should have started that podcast. No, I'm too late now. Well, and the thing too is like, you've also changed a ton. So for like, again, if we just put that point in time in five years, it's almost like having like a, a linear path and yeah. then having the, like the, the, the alternate reality, yeah. like the alternate dimension. Yeah. Like if, you know, it's always fun to like reminisce, like reminisce is probably the, not the right word. Um, to, to, I guess, hypothesize, like, what if you didn't do it, mm -hmm. the say yes to 2015? Like, where would you be in 2020? Where would you, yeah. would you know, would you be more depressed? Would you be not, like, I don't know, maybe you'd be happier. <laughs> but you seem pretty, <laughs> you, you're, you're pretty happier right now. So the, uh, but I think that, and that's why I like the pursuit of happiness title, because I think that's, because you've shown it too, you know, one of the things um, you talk about being a lifelong learner, yeah. you know, and I, and I wrote down here to remind myself to ask is about the travel, because 
that's one thing like I know I'm not and I'm not a huge traveler I will get you to be there I know I know <laughs> but like you, you'll actually go out uh where were you where were you just at in Idaho or whatever like you yeah. went by yourself went to the solo trip yeah. you went took a solo trip like I would never do that probably and again I, I'm not as big of a traveler and stuff like that but like the it, it, like that's pretty cool that you'll just take it and what I what I what that shows me not that it's really any um, need of you for me showing anything, <laughs> but is that you are independent. You, it doesn't matter what people think because yeah. there's probably people like, Oh, there's Matt going on a trip by himself. Like yeah, people, you know would, what? It's people, true. people would question that. Yeah. People would be like, that's weird. He's I'm going. well aware when I post my images on Instagram, they're probably like, well, he's solo. Why is he with anyone? Why isn't he dating anyone? Yeah. I'm well aware. Oh, oh, yeah. People are saying that. But that's, the thing. but that's the thing. Who cares? I mean, th- I don't care. The reality is that who cares yeah. because it's your happiness path. Yeah. That's all that matters. And then I'm doing the things that are freaking awesome. They wish they were doing, you yeah. know? So <laughs> I, I'm, trust me, like I just turned 38 last week. I'm well aware that people are probably saying, why is he going to these places by himself? Why is he here with somebody? You know, I don't care. I got to a point where it is what it is, you know? And all I can focus on and all I can do is make today the best it possibly can. I want to set myself up. I want to make plans to keep experiencing things and do things. And hopefully at some point in life, people will join me with it. And what's really cool is, as I'm sure you've seen too, is like when you do that, it becomes contagious. Like, like you did the podcast. Like I started a podcast, you know, like you, you invite somebody to a workout class and they're like, Oh, that was cool. I want to do that again. You know? Yeah. So I just, well, that, that, is, and, and that's where, you know, when you talk about like, you know, because ha- I, I think happiness can be contagious as well. Like, I think if people see not only that you're happy, but you're making choices that are against the grain. Yeah. You know, I've always been an against the grain person. I, I know you yeah. have been a little bit too. It's like you start getting people to think differently and like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, maybe there's a different way to approach this thing. I don't have to go the conventional way. Um, I know, I, I mean, I know when I started this podcast, I mean, I had a lot of people yeah. that were yeah. like, and because remember, I mean, Podcasts are very popular here in 2020, but when I started this in 2017, yeah. it was a it was a different ballgame. They yeah. still weren't as popular. So like I had a lot of people that were like, You're doing a podcast? Or mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Like, yeah. because they they thought that was for the Joe Rogan. You know, a lot of crazy that. looks. Yeah. For right. Sure. But I think the importance of it is that if you want to do it, mm-hmm. if you're happy. And that's why I've kept it up for three years. Cause it's like, no, no, I love doing it. Like yeah. you mentioned, I love the interviews. I love learn the fact that I learned about my best friend, <laughs> a couple things I never knew. Yeah. Like that's freaking awesome. I, I, you know? I, I think that one of the biggest things in life that everyone needs to realize is stop living the story you think other people have for you. Mm-hmm. That is, I think we all kind of grew up with our family in our town and we all have these kind of narratives that we all think is going to happen. I'm going to get married by 25, 26. I'm going to have kids by the time I'm 30. I'm going to have this kind of job. And that didn't happen for me. And I was in a state where for a while that was kind of like boohoo. You know, why isn't this working for me? I'm a good guy. What's going on here? And then, like I said, I think 2015 rolled around. I said, F this, I'm going to make things happen for me. Yeah. And I just started saying yes and kept doing it. So we really need to stop trying to follow what other people's dreams are. I just posted on my Instagram account. I think it was like a week ago. I was listening to Jay Shetty. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, he just had that think like a monk or whatever. I'm definitely, that's my next book. And so when he said, are your dreams really your dreams? That spoke to me big time. It was just like, I kind of know it was like, when I was in my twenties and God knows how many other people listen to this is like trying to live out the dreams of other people and not what they really want to do. And I, I was tired of doing that. Yeah. Yep. We know what's interesting is, um, is the, I don't know if I've told you this, but you know, for the just get started platform and stuff, like, like the kind of underlining tone is, you know, the key to finding happiness is to stop searching mm. and to just get started. Yeah. And what that means is, Stop looking out in the world to kind of find and tinker and whatever. It's looking inside. We all know what we want for happiness. It's that we have to accept it. And and I kind of call it is reflecting and respecting. Yeah. Reflect on what you have, self-awareness, and then respect whatever you come up with. I think some of us are like, they want they want to do something. And like I'll make something random, like someone wants to be a, a painter or something like that. 
But because the lifestyle they currently live, the people they're around might question it, yeah. they decide not to do it. Yeah. And that's just, oh man, such a detriment because the, the, the beauty and everything that can come out if they did that mm-hmm. could change lives. I mean, the people that you know? surround you play a very important role. Yeah. Um, and there are people that are around me that I don't really talk about the podcast with them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe they would be like, this is amazing. Or they might be like, really, you're just one of a billion, you know, like, regardless, it is what it is. Like, I want to surround myself with people like yourself who are supportive, um, who understand what I'm trying to do, um, will give me um, constructive criticism if needed. Um, but at the end of the day, like people who are rooting for you, not people who would step on you for, so they can get higher in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, it's beyond important to surround yourself with people that believe in you and will help you achieve your dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long we've been going. I've been going for a while. I have, I have no idea. Um, let, let's, let's do this. We can always do a part two. We'll probably do that anyways. I want you to think back to your teenage self. Mm-hmm. All right. And you can take a second to think on this. Um, I know I didn't prep you with anything. Think back, think back to your teenage self. You can give one piece of advice of all the pieces of advice you can give. And it's got to fit on a post-it note. It's very concise. I want someone to be able to put it right there by their computer mm. so they can read it every day. What piece of advice would you give to that younger version of Ryan? Um. As Coda walks <laughs> in the background. She's, yeah, she's going to go out. Great um, dog. Great dog, though. Hey, Coda. Think you can edit this out. Um, no, we keep it in. Keep that's it. Part, that's, that makes it raw and real, <laughs> man. She's walking around. Um, so let me ask again. Yes. You have a post-it note size. You have one piece of advice. Again, you can give a variety of stuff, but one piece that you think would be ultra impactful in today's world for that younger self. Well, I always had small writing. So if I can fit a lot of this in this post-it note, um, it would be um, nothing is out of reach. Honestly, nothing is out of reach. There's, no reason you can't achieve what you want to achieve. I'm honestly thinking to myself of a Ryan 10, 20 years ago who was friends with all the girls in high school, but never asked them out. Yeah. And it was me thinking that, uh, who am I, you know? And I look back at that. It's just like, wow, like you can kick yourself in the freaking ass like you are an awesome person and there's no reason that you shouldn't have asked them out or approached them or had conversations with them. Um, that's why I say nothing is out of reach because I had it in my head that girls were out of my league or I can't do this or I can't do that. Um, and that's just all garbage. It's all bullshit. No one told me that, but myself. (laughs) So that's the worst thing about it is that was just my story in my head. So, I mean, another thing you can find in the post-it note is change the story, change your own gener- narrative in your head. Like, <laughs> stop telling yourself you can't do things when there really is no reason you can't. Yeah. And that's I, what's, I know that's a lot to put in a post-it note, but we can scrap something well, from that. Well, yeah, we will. Um, it, it, is, it is cool, though, the fact that everyone has a chance to change whatever yeah. path they're on today. It could, today could be the day they somehow came across this and they said, you know what, today's the day I'm going to, and, and, and here's the thing, no one's saying going to quit your job or anything like that. Yeah. It could be, you know what, I'm going to go run around the block because I really need to get in shape or I'm going to decide to, you know, not do the, the pizza tonight and I'm going to, you know, do the veggies or whatever. Like yeah. you can make those small choices and slowly get on the path. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. No, no. You know, we we're talking about consistency. It doesn't happen overnight, but what's cool again, we keep going back to like 2015, but you can now look back five years and say, wow, it, yes, it took five years, mm-hmm. but look at all the growth that happened in that time. You can also have to ask yourself, like, why can't I? Why can't I? Right. There really is no answer to that. Right. Why can't I? Why can't I lose 20 pounds? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? I mean, look at me. Like, I'm not to, not to brag or whatever, but like, I just, I just built a home. You know what I mean? And I have a great job. And then I also have my freelance work. I'm a busy guy. 
that doesn't mean I can't go to the gym after work. And you have two Huskies. And I got two Huskies, <laughs> and now I started a podcast. Yes. I I was literally, I'm beyond the point where I stopped asking myself, why can't I? Because it's just like, I freaking can't. Yeah. You know, like, you can do it. Well, and it, I think part of it comes down to prioritization, right? Yeah. So you've cut out, so it's still, you still watch your Broncos, and you still, it's up. <laughs> but, yeah, well. We're done by halftime, so that's when I started doing work. Um, but... At that point, though, it's like you have to start prioritizing and your priorities five years ago, three years ago, 10 years ago are totally different than they are today. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That means you've changed your life yeah. for where you want to go. I'm narrowing my focus to the things in my life that make me happy and make me better. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's just I ask myself, will this make me better or make me happy? New experiences, push my comfort zone. If the answer is yes, I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um Proud to call you a friend. Yeah, man. Thanks. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate having me. Um, hopefully, I touched somebody because for all your listeners listening, like I hope I made it apparent that I didn't think I was anything special. I thought I was just another one out of the billion people in the world. And, you know, maybe I still am. But at the same time, like I, st- I changed that mindset. And it was just like, I can make a difference. I can do the things I want to do. I, I can write my own story. You know, you are the director of your own movie. There's no reason the movie can't have anything you want. So yeah. just go do it. Awesome. Man. Just, We're, just get started. Right? Yeah, exactly. Where, where's the best place for people to connect with you online? Um, so there's a few things. So personal account is just Ryan underscore M underscore McGuire. That's my personal account. You can see my travels. You can see like my dogs and stuff like that. I keep it fun and friendly. Um, the podcast is uh, at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast on Instagram. Would love if you follow me. That'd be fantastic. Um, like I said, I feel like every episode you can take something from to apply to your life. I talk to people from all over that have great stories and go over their struggles and their vulnerabilities. Everyone's human, you know? So, and then uh, if you want to, if you want to check out my graphic designs, feel free at ryanmcguiredesigns.com. Uh, but yeah, shoot me a message on Instagram. If this inspired you, I would love to hear it. Uh, yeah, so feel free to DM me. And you got great designs. If everyone, if everyone likes to just get started podcast designs, yeah, those go. are Ryan McGuire originals. So, Thank you so much for joining, man. This was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Awesome to have you. For everyone listening, um, I'll put everything in the show notes, all the different links, everything like that. Um, But yeah, look forward to connecting with you guys further online. Um, Remember, you can always find me on my website, brianondraco.com or Instagram or Twitter at brianondraco. I'm going to start spending a little more time on LinkedIn. So go search me over there, follow me. Um, And as always, if you guys got anything out of this podcast or, or any others that you listen to, please head over to Apple iTunes um, podcasting, leave a review, leave a reading. It's the only way this podcast gets out to more and more folks and hopefully can change them uh, to be happier. So I appreciate y'all doing that. Uh, Thanks again for listening in. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Take care.